0: welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Now, forgive me, my voice during this intro might be a little weird. (laughs) I don't sound like my usual self. I had been battling the flu since Friday of last week, so I was just sick over the weekend and I'm pre-recording this intro on Sunday, so it was two days, Friday and Saturday, two days of feeling absolutely horrible, and um, I'm on the mend now, I'm feeling a little bit better, but My voice is still kind of weird, so that is why I don't sound like my usual self. So I won't talk too much during this intro because we do have a really great conversation today with our guest, Fabian Sandoval. I'm really excited to introduce you to Fabian because her and I talk about a lot of topics and things that I love talking about, specifically learning how to love ourselves and why that is so important. We also talk about relationships and how to really tap into your intuition or how to strengthen your intuition. So this is a really great episode and I thought it was perfectly timed because if you are listening to this live when this first comes out, which is February 13th. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and I think we should not only, you know, focus on celebrating the ones we love, but celebrating ourselves and the love that we have for ourselves, and Fabian is actually working with the Insight Timer app. So that is a meditation app. And she is putting together a meditation for love. And like I said, it's just perfectly timed with Valentine's Day coming tomorrow. So I thought I would let you guys know if you wanted to download that app and do that meditation for yourself. So... Without further ado, I will give my voice a little bit of a rest. I'm sorry for my outrageous sounding froggy voice right now, but I will give my voice a rest and introduce you to Fabian. Welcome to the show, Fabian. I am so excited to have you on with me today. You are just like a ball of energy. So I am super excited for this conversation.
1: Oh, thanks. I am so excited to be here as well. Like I love I loved chatting with you and I've loved getting to know you. So I'm really excited to be on the show.
0: Yeah, you and I have connected several times um, due to tech issues and finally (laughs) we are good to go today. So I am really excited to introduce you to everyone and have our listeners meet you today. So can you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am the author of 28, The Age of Power, uh, and I'm a life coach who teaches uh, professional burnt-out women how to elevate their lives through the use of health, power, and purpose. Well,
0: that sounds phenomenal. And you live in London.
1: I do. Yes. I do.
0: And I really want to come visit you someday.
1: (laughs) You have to, and right now, I mean, I'm not sure what the weather's like where you are, but it's freezing today. It's like icy, icy cold, but the days have been so, so beautiful because like the uh, the sunrise this morning was phenomenal. Just a ball of fire coming up across this white, icy town. It was uh, amazing.
0: Wow. Well, it's pretty funny because (laughs) I see so many people complaining about how cold it is wherever they live. I have a lot of friends out in Ontario in Canada, Mm -hmm. and they're all complaining that they're going through this horrendous cold streak. And I see the temperature there and it's like minus 20 or something like that. It's minus 44 where I live. So I win. (laughs) You definitely win. I
1: win. Definitely win. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, um, putting weather aside, let's talk about more about what you do. So you're a life coach, but I really want to talk about this book that you wrote. I know you sent it to me in the mail and it's about the age of 28 And I know before we started recording the first time, we were chatting about how I'm 27. And it's just really perfectly timed, I guess, to be chatting with you about this book.
1: Yeah, the synchronicities of like, My book specifically, because it is 28, the synchronicities that come up with it, especially when I'm meeting with people and sharing the book with new people, is just amazing. Like the amount of times I've met someone and they're like, I'm 27 or I'm 28. And it's like, you know, they get to kind of read about my journey uh, through what happened to me when I was 28. But they also get to kind of experience it and feel it for themselves so um the book is uh, a towel of I guess uh, metaphysics uh, veganism and the reclamation of personal power and it really is my journey of what happened to me when I was 28 uh so my mom always used to have this this kind of uh I don't know, I don't know what it was, but she just had this like intuitive thing that she just always used to say to me, just wait until you're 28, just wait until you're 28. And I would be like, you know, 24, 25. I'm like, mom, what are you you talking about? Why do you keep putting so much? It wasn't pressure, but like there was so much kind of apprehension for this age of 28. Like what was it going to bring? How was it going to be? And she always saw it as this kind of aha age where you really kind of step into your true power. You really come to understand who you are as a person who you want to be as a person and you you know usually your life really shifts and energetically a lot of things change for you uh physically and energetically like just a whole kind of revamp um and up until I well before I turned 28 I always just had this kind of okay what's gonna happen and it wasn't until after I turned 28 and I kind of underwent my year of kind of complete transformation, um, and started to learn a lot more about metaphysics and astrology and things like that, that I then come to realize that this was my Saturn return. And so my mum had experienced her Saturn return. And for people that don't know what Saturn returns is it's happens every 28 to 30 years and it's when the planet saturn comes back into your natal chart so the place where it was when you were born and that planet saturn really stirs like a huge awakening and a huge shift of transformation and it brings up a lot of change in your life um So it was quite interesting for me to realize that although my mom had no idea about astrology, she intuitively understood this Saturn's return and was kind of already pre-preparing me for it my whole life, um, which was really interesting. And so my book is about sharing my journey of what I went through and then helping to prepare other people for their Saturn return.
0: Wow, that is amazing. So your mom actually had no idea about Saturn return.
1: None whatsoever, uh-huh. and so she's quite. She 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 laughed, and she's. I mean, she's a. If you ask me, she's got crazy intuitive powers. Like she's got some really really amazing mystical powers that I think she hasn't fully realised. And I don't know, maybe she will, or maybe she won't. But um, she always intuitively knew this, but she had no idea about kind of metaphysics or astrology, and wasn't interested in that really at all.
0: Very, very interesting. So when you were 27, was that the time when you learned about some of this stuff or it wasn't until later?
1: No, it was literally. So my awakening started this just the week before I was 28. So up until, yeah, up until 28, I have really had Literally no idea that there was anything kind of coming. My life was this kind of like picture perfect life. And I feel like I I had worked really hard. I'd gotten all of the things that I wanted in my life. Um, I'd worked really hard in a corporate job, like up the ladder to try to like get myself to a position, you know, had this relationship, had, you know, a nice home with my sister, like, but all the things that society says that you should have, I had all of those But inside there was this thing, there was this thing that wasn't, wasn't fulfilled basically. And it was only the week before my 27th birthday that I really started to, I guess, become really aware of that.
0: Wow. So can you tell us more about this thing that you just mentioned, like this unsatisfied thing within you? Can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, I think it I think um what, what it comes down to is purpose. I I had all of these things, but none of those things were a purpose. There was no there wasn't a meaning in it, right? So in a corporate job we're kind of just pushing papers around. We're not we're not creating meaningful we're not really creating any meaning in the world, right? And so, sure, like those corporate jobs need to exist and I I really truly understand that. And, yes, there's a reason for why you do what you do, of course, but in terms of like a greater sense of purpose, like how can I be of service to the world, I didn't feel like I was fulfilling that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was this hole inside of me where I really, really knew I was supposed to be doing something else or I was supposed to be doing something more, but I just had no idea what it was because my whole life I'd never been the kind of person um where I just kind of let life happen to me. I always went, you know, after life. I always, you know, managed to manifest the things that I wanted in my life. I always was really kind of like clear, like, what's my goals? What do I want to achieve? Where do I want to get to? So it was really strange for me to be a week before my 28th birthday, feeling some sort of unsatisfaction with my life, but really not having any clue why that was when I seemingly had it all and anyone looking from the outside of my life would look in and it would have said, she has everything. Why would she be unsatisfied? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. And just going back to corporate jobs and like what you were saying about having purpose and meaning, I think it really comes down to like the person, right? There's some of us that are meant to do other things. And then like you said, there is a reason for those types of jobs. And there are special types of people that need to do those jobs um, because that does give them meaning but then there's other types of people that are more like I don't know that they are seeking something else and I just thought that was worth mentioning I don't know I'm so into like enneagrams these days I don't know if Mm -hmm. you know much about the enneagram but it's just fascinating how many different types of people there are and how so many of us are so similar but there's so many different types it's so interesting
1: yeah I think um I think that one of the things I always stand by for myself is we all have our own journey so what my journey looks like isn't going to be the same as what yours looks like or what somebody else's looks like and just because I you know um I was actually I was listening to a podcast by Ram Daz and he was talking about the curriculum that you get given. So the curriculum that I got given, that hand that I got dealt was to be in the corporate world, was to learn from the experiences that I would have there, right? Someone else may have totally different things, but for me, I needed to go through those challenges and see those through in order for me to grow into the person that I am today and so I think it's really interesting when you talk about people being different you know everyone being really different and everyone being similar but then also you know we all need purpose and meaning but purpose and meaning comes in a variety of different ways for all of us so it can be so so different like it can be from one extreme to the next like one person's sense of like meaning and purpose could be jumping out of a plane because they love that thrill right another person's could be how can I change the world you know, mm-hmm. what can I do to be of service to the world? How can I change the world that I live in? Oh, um, yeah. And so I think that that is a really, I, I think that's really beautiful. And I love that, you know, it is so vast in terms mm-hmm. of what people um, see as their meaning or purpose in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I fully agree with that. I mean, there's so many people out there that look at what you and I do, online coaching and they couldn't imagine ever doing such a thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree with that. So you kind of gave us a glimpse as to what your life looked like before, like a week before your twenty eighth birthday. So can you... Yeah take us through this awakening or this transformation. Give us some more details about what that transformation actually looked like. Like what happened?
1: Yeah. Well, it was a crazy ride. Um, And that was why I wrote about it in the end because I got to the end of my, my 28th year and I just said, oh my God, this story has to be told. Like I think that this this is what a lot of people go through. Maybe not exactly my story, but I feel like when people read the story, they usually say that they really resonate because a lot of the things that happened to me were not uncommon things. So uh, first of all, it started. So beginning part of my 28 journey was the relationship that I was in. I was, um, had been with someone for a short period of time but we had decided to move in together and we were really both full into that relationship and was like planning to be together really be together and spend our lives together and we wanted to get a place together and um, the first part of my journey was really around me kind of having this I guess a freak out you know about am I supposed to be living with this person what am I doing and it was all internal and I was not honoring my own truth so I was so badly seeking love and seeking that relationship and not wanting to be single and and thinking, well, I'm 28. This is a time for me to be like married and, and have kids and all of this kind of stuff, and it's my time now. I didn't really want to honour what was really going on in that relationship and how it really wasn't serving me and probably how I wasn't serving them. Um, and so the first part of my 28th year was really about the breakdown of my relationship. And so the book starts with me talking about where I was in that relationship and kind of I guess the things that went wrong with it and for me it was quite difficult because he uh, although I see things quite differently now because I'm three years on uh, at the time it was really really hard for me because we I guess hadn't been together all that long it was eight months right it's quite a short period of time I guess in the grand scheme of things but it was only when we actually physically moved in together that I felt like I got to see his true colors. And before that, I felt like he had maybe sold me a lie in some yeah. ways. Um, and once we actually moved in together, there was it was very disempowering as a woman to be in a relationship with him. He really was very controlling and it really was not a, a good positive place for me to be. And I quickly, quickly realized that. And within four weeks, I moved straight back out, which was not what I intended to do at all. But I definitely did not, I was not planning on devaluing myself in that way. And although it was really tough to come come to the the truth of what that situation was, I really had to. Um, and you know we should never we should never settle. Um, we should never be in something that makes us feel less than what we are or makes us feel um like we're in danger. Uh, and I really did feel that way in that relationship. And so that was pretty deep and quite hard for me to to deal with at the time and I really mourned that relationship a lot and I felt I felt like I had done something wrong there Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously as we as we go in our journey we can always look back and realize yeah well I could have done this or I could have done that but a lot of what I found in that relationship um, and in some of the other situations that presented themselves to me in my 28th year was really about how do I empower myself to make the right decisions and how do I honor my truth? And I think having those two things is really important in any situation in our lives. But a lot of the time we tend to shy away one from the truth, right? Because that's scary mm-hmm. saying what you really want is a little bit, is a little bit scary, right? Cause it might it not is. be what everybody thinks that you should have. Um, and also, you know, just, yeah. Relationships can be, can be difficult and it's two people and it's two different people. And so, you know, that doesn't always look like sunshine and roses. So mm-hmm. we have to be aware of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving through my journey uh, a little bit more, uh, I then uh, came, so uh, first had a breakdown of a relationship. So that was really tough and then started to come out of that. And then came to find out about veganism and that was something I had no idea about. But my health at the time was really suffering because the corporate job that I was in, I was working crazy hours. I didn't really have time for a lunch break and I was probably snacking on like sugary sugary treats and um, just grabbing anything I could from a vending machine and uh, was was making it home way too late to eat dinner. I was tired, couldn't be bothered and my health was really not in a good place. I wasn't nourishing my body. I didn't have any kind of perspective of what good health looked like. Although I'd grown up in a household where health was important, my mom made me eat my vegetables. It wasn't necessarily something that I had taken with me once I left home. Uh, and, came to discovering veganism, watched one 10 minute video and it literally changed my entire perspective on what that was because before I found out about it I thought that it was just really weird that everyone wanted to save the animals and like I, I just I just had no concept of what veganism was or why people did it. Um, and the 10 minute video changed my perspective completely. I realized that it was more than just saving animals, although that is very important and it's important to me now. So I've done kind of a whole complete change on that perspective. Um, but realizing the impact on, you know, our environment, so rainforests and all of this kind of space that we actually take up to do animal agriculture, um, understanding how, um, uh you know meat can have an impact on the meat and dairy industry really has an impact on the foods that we eat and put into our body and from a health perspective plant-based diet is you know said to be one uh amongst one of the healthiest diets that we could really have and uh so really just kind of stepped into that and then started to actually look at what was on my plate in front of me and i was how am i nourishing myself hold on a second this bar of chocolate isn't going to cut it like you know, a snack from the vending machine isn't going to do it. That's not dinner. That's not lunch. Wait a minute. What am I drinking? And then I really started to go deep into this whole kind of just complete transformation of what am I putting into my body? What am I consuming? And then I took that really deep because I didn't just question what I was eating, but I started to look into all the forms of what I was consuming so what was I consuming in terms of television what was I consuming in terms of advertisements what was I consuming in terms of like everything and I really started to just ask all the questions under the sun like why 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 I just couldn't I just couldn't stop asking why I was doing all of the things I was doing it really it really helped to kind of enlighten me in in that sense of of things.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. So we talked about your relationship. We talked about um, the change in how you were nourishing your body. Was there any other big changes that happened throughout your 28th year before I start getting to my questions?
1: Yeah, there's one more thing that I definitely need to mention, which yes. is uh, metaphysics. So I, I had... I was not a spiritual person before my 28th year. I, I'd been brought up in a religion for like up until the age of about 10. And um after that I hadn't really, you know, I, I I think I believed that there was always something more, but really had no kind of no kind of reason to look into spirituality, to be aware of that, to kind of care about it. And um along my twenty-eighth year, uh I happened to meet a guru who really just started to help to teach me some various different techniques and ways that we can live. And he helped to share and open my mind and, 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 myself up to you know more ways in terms of like raw foods and how that can nourish you herbs um which I got really into and absolutely love I think they're so amazing for our nourishment of our bodies and just everything and I know that you do essential oils as well but it's like there's so many things that are just so fascinating that aren't necessarily like put out there in society as part of like the mainstream but are so beneficial to our health and to our well-being um and he taught me so many different things about that so yeah he's he's um he's in my book and I think uh, a lot of people are quite interested because he helped me to find my purpose and and that was really that was awesome and he was such a great teacher
0: yeah, it's pretty amazing when teachers or figures like that, like come into our lives and just completely shift our world and teach us so much.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and one of the quotes that I have in my book is when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think wow. that we, yeah, I think that we, you know, when we are truly ready, that person will show up and they will be there to, to guide us in the way that we need to go
0: yeah yeah so where did you meet him how did he actually show up into your life
1: well it's all really a mystery i suppose um one day gosh so he just it it was crazy because he just turned up into my life i hadn't seen him around before he wasn't really there and he just started asking me the questions or seemingly started to know the answers to what I was thinking, you know, like one day I was contemplating about my relationship and um with my ex and I was having a hard time, like post our breakup with some of the stuff that was going on as we, as you do in relationships, when you're trying apart ways and you, then you have a house that you, you need to divide things and, you know, organize things and bank accounts and all of this kind of crazy stuff. And I was kind of in a little bit of a stress about that. And I was kind of really just like why doesn't he just leave me alone you know when you're in that space you just I just want someone to go away and leave me alone I don't want them to bother me anymore they've bothered me enough please leave me alone and he he just said well I have an exercise for you I was like who are who the heck are you why are you here and what the heck is this exercise but for some reason although he was just kind of this mystery man that just showed up out of the blue I really felt like some kind of connection to him. And for some reason, because of the way that he was and spoke and I don't know, he just had this kind of, I don't know, this way of being that I just kind of instantly connected with him and felt that even though the things that he was offering me seemed a little bit out there, I felt like I should do this. Um, and so I guess that that was my intuition speaking to me that you know, it's the right thing to do. And I think that we know deeply inside whether we should or shouldn't do something. And so I kind of just followed that gut reaction of, okay, I'll give this a go. Mm-hmm. And um, after the first exercise that he gave me and I tried, I was pretty much hooked after that. I was like, I just wanted to spend more and more time with him. I was like, where are you? where did you come from? Like, you know, what are you, what are you all about? Like, how can I learn more about this stuff? Where did you learn this stuff? You know? And I was just obsessed basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that is pretty incredible. Are you still in touch with him?
1: Um not right now. No. I think that with every teacher, with every good thing, I guess it comes to an end you know um if we look at life as a circle it's always coming back around again right so I have no doubt that he will enter my life again at some point but I also believe that when you have a teacher and they show you something there has to come the point where you go out into the world and live for yourself right so it's great to have someone there telling you what to do but you also need to learn, like you need to learn to trust yourself, to trust your own intuition, your own gut. And I know like obviously with both of us being coaches, you can't you can't have people with you forever, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it would be lovely to and sometimes they want to, but it's really important to make sure that you instill uh, the right set of skills and tools and give them everything that they need in order to go on their way. And that's what he would say to me. He, I used to be like, please don't ever leave me. <laughs> And he said, look, when the day comes for that to happen, it won't you won't even think of it like that because you already have everything that you need. Mm -hmm. And he was right.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I know you shared with us about your relationship, the breakup and the whole transformation around that. And I think it's worth going back because mm-hmm. I know that's something that so many women struggle with. And I personally was in a situation um, back in 2014, I was actually engaged to someone. And oh. throughout that entire year, I was getting a lot of signs and closer to the time where it ended he actually ended up leaving me but leading up to that moment I was actually personally getting a lot of gut signs a lot of intuitive signs my soul was speaking to me a lot but I was very confused as to whether or not that was actually me or if I was just having these like really strange out there thoughts So it is, and I personally think I am a very intuitive person, and I know I am um, based on so many other life events, but in that moment, and I think it's because it's a relationship, right? We know things can't be 100% perfect, and I think a lot of women, when they are in relationships, that's kind of where they're intuition can kind of get murky, or they can kind of start covering it up in a way. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share with us more about some of like the intuitive signs you may have been getting and how you were able to actually realize that, okay, this is my intuition speaking to me, and I need to listen to it.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think that all of us know, so when it comes down to it, right, you know, for example, um, when I'm trying to explain intuition to people, I say to them, okay, if you were walking down a street and all of a sudden you realize that you were in the wrong street and There was something, there was a bad vibe about that street. You would change the street that you're on, right? Like you would take the right or the left turn as quickly as you could. You would know that there was a sense like you feel this kind of like, I'm in a sense of danger or there's something feeling wrong here and you would change it really quickly. It it comes down to the same when we're talking about relationships or events or experiences. It's, It's the exact same as that. Um, but maybe sometimes the feelings are a little bit more subtle. So we need to learn from the time where you're walking down the street and your intuition is speaking like really loudly to you because it thinks that you're going to be in danger and it's kind of all the sirens are going off and you're like, you know, you start even maybe getting a little bit like feeling like a little bit hard to breathe and stuff like that. That is like intuition, definitely speaking to you sometimes though. Like I say, when we're in relationships and stuff, it's more subtle. So we need to start with the big things first and start to be aware of those. And then we can learn to tap into the smaller things. So every single day that you go about your life, you're always getting little signs. Like even the feeling where you're walking down the street and you have this crazy feeling like, oh, I should go into that shop, but you don't need anything from that shop. And it's not a shop you'd ever go into. Like for example, I'm walking down the street and I should go into the shop but it's a pet store and I don't own a pet so why would I go into the shop well a lot of the time we don't know why these things are saying these things to us but we should follow it and so for me I've learned really how to just just be at one with that and to just you know if if the thing if something says to me go and do that like if something's something saying to me internally like just do that then just do it and see what occurs from it maybe you're going to stop yourself from being in car accident or maybe you're going to stop yourself from something else negative happening or maybe you're going to get there and there's going to be like your childhood best friend from when you were five is going to be in the store and then you're going to be like oh my god this is amazing Mm -hmm. um so there's many ways in obviously which intuition can come to us I think when it comes to relationships like you say it is so hard especially for women um for us to accept I think what our intuition is telling us and to accept the truth of a relationship because I think that there still is, in some ways, pressure on us to be in relationships. And I say that as for all humans, that's not just a woman thing, a woman thing, that is a man thing as well. It's very much like social sh- more socially acceptable mm-hmm. for us to be in relationships and you know to have progression in relationships and all of that kind of stuff. And especially if you're in a group where you know, maybe all of your friends are in relationships, right? It's going to feel really hard to let go or to be honest with yourself about the one that you're in. Say you've been in something where you're engaged, right? And it's like, you know, for me, I was saying it wasn't an engagement, but it was like, that was the, that was the road we were going down. Mm -hmm. And ultimately we were, you know, we were living together and it, it can feel really hard when those feelings start to arise. You kind of don't know what to do with them. You don't know where to go, but the recommendation that I would make to any woman that is in a relationship and this this conversation right now is resonating with her because she's feeling like, maybe it's just me, maybe the relationship is fine. I would say, just start gently, like just tapping into and in, and inviting whatever signals, whatever it is that you're experiencing, just invite that in more and just say, like I'm open to receiving whatever it is that's coming, coming through for me. And I would start to like journal about these things. I think journaling is really helpful. That's something that has helped me massively in my life because I find that it allows you the space to have freedom of, of, of thought and you can write as much as you want. And for me, typically that's where the kind of those truths come out. So when you're feeling you're in a relationship and it's like, something's disappointing you or something is feeling not right to you. Maybe, maybe you can't put your finger on it exactly, but maybe it's just, there's just, it's just not feeling right. Mm -hmm. The amount of days that you, that you write about how it doesn't feel right. If you add those up, if it becomes to more than, more than like a month, you know that you've got something serious happening in that relationship. And maybe it's, maybe it's that you need to have an honest communication with the person that you're with and you need to both establish where you are because obviously we're always evolving as humans. So where you start in a relationship will never be where you end up. And you do both grow to be different people. And sometimes that means that you grow apart and that what you want in life is not the same. So it is important to keep establishing that communication. Um but I would say journaling. Journaling is the number one thing and and following those signs, inviting them in and And just giving them space to breathe and giving them space to actually be and listening to them.
0: Mm -hmm. And I fully agree with you. Journaling is absolutely so powerful. And I do recommend it or suggest it to so many of the women that I work with um, in my like private practice, but also my friends, you know, my friends will come to me with some personal issues. And I always ask them, are you journaling about this? Because it allows you to gain so much clarity. But one thing that I find is so many people tell me that, oh, I've tried that and I hate journaling or I tried that and it doesn't work for me. So I give them suggestions of my own, but for you being someone else who is an advocate of journaling, what would you say to someone who maybe has tried journaling and it doesn't really work for them, so they say, or they don't like it?
1: Oh, that's an interesting one. So um, I would say if you are struggling with journaling, you need to begin with questions. So usually what I do, so every day I have a pretty a pretty um, good routine now where I um, stretch out and practice a little yoga in the morning. I do some meditation and then I do Morning Pages, which is um was founded by um Julia Cameron and she has a book called The Artist Way, which is really, really incredible. Um I highly recommend that as a as a read. Um, but um one of the things I would say to get into journaling is ask yourself questions. So for me, if I'm having a day where I'm struggling, maybe maybe not every day is the same, right? So some days you might sit down and then you don't feel like you want to write or you feel tired or you feel a little cranky or there's something going on and you don't really want to express yourself. It's For me, it's always in the questions, right? So how am I feeling? And then if you want to write, I'm not feeling good, I'm not feeling good, I'm not feeling good, like 10 times, eventually something else is going to come through. So I believe it's a lot about, having a series of questions that you resonate with that will get you to respond in a positive way. And when I say in a positive way, that may mean that the reaction is negative, right? Or that the feelings that are coming up are negative, but a positive reaction in terms of you'll be able to actually write about it. A lot of the time, I think we feel stuck with journaling because a piece of paper and a pen is in front of us and we don't even know where to start.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I would say it's just about starting mm-hmm. and for me like a lot of the time it's just like kind of mental chatter that's going on in your head that you put down so it's not an exercise to be a perfect writer you're not going to publish this as a book nobody else is going to read it um, so it's about you know just freeing whatever is in your mind like whatever that is like I'm thinking about the fact that I need to you know go and buy more almond milk right now I'm you know oh gosh and yeah I really have that that course that I'm working on oh I need to deliver that and oh gosh the deadline is this date like just whatever is there let it out um and a practice that can be really good as well is um it's like a a free and fast practice so you literally just write as fast as you possibly can don't really don't think about it but you just write whatever comes out as fast as you can And that usually is one to kind of break the ice in terms of journaling as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Those are some great suggestions. And I think honestly, the majority of the people that are saying that it doesn't work for them or they just don't like it haven't really allowed themselves the space to just write whatever they want. They are in that mindset where they need to write about a certain something. And then if it's not perfect or if it's not about that certain something, then they did it wrong and they don't enjoy it. But it's the practice of just, yeah, letting your thoughts just touch the paper, essentially. So, yeah. Um, So I do want to go back to your relationship Because you said something that sparked my interest. I Mm -hmm. am huge on educating and empowering women on loving themselves and providing them with the tools to do that. And I think when it comes to relationships, like you said, you were in a state you just wanted to be loved right? And a lot of the times I see women stuck in relationships because they are in the place of just seeking love, but they're not actually giving that love to themselves, which is why they're kind of like stuck in these relationships. So did you find from your personal journey that once you ended that relationship, what has changed for you over the past few years in terms of like loving yourself and self love?
1: Oh, uh, well, this is one of my favorite subjects. Oh, awesome. So I'm really excited to tell you about this. So My first book was called 28, The Age of Power, and that was where I felt like I really come into my power, right? I let go of things that weren't serving me. I allowed Saturn to work its magic and kind of awaken me. But as I moved past that year, it then become really apparent to me that love was a subject I had always been so curious about and had really no idea about and when i looked around me most other people have no idea about it either but it's something that we all deeply deeply long for we all really have this desire to be loved right whether it's by our parents or our siblings or or you know romantic partner that is something that we all we all really want and ultimately you know like they say like a baby when a baby is born if a baby's not loved it will die It, it needs that love it needs that care and so I actually went upon my own kind of journey, really. So the year while I was 30, so I just finished last November, I spent the entire year of 30 deepening my practice of love and coming to understand what love really is, what it means, how I can love myself better, and how I can love others better. Um, and I think a few of the tips that I have really kind of, or some of the kind of findings that I had throughout that year um were one the fact that love only shows up when it's when when you're ready so uh, love will come when you are ready and it's assertive it says I love you it is it's right there it does not mess you around it does not disrespect you it does not undervalue you it does not make you feel bad it's it's everything that you could possibly dream of when you when love is ready and it presents itself to you right mm-hmm. and that can come from a space of not just a romantic partner but that can come from you saying yes to loving yourself right because if you love yourself and you respect yourself and you you give yourself space and you can care for yourself in that way then that can be equally as beautiful as a romantic relationship and i believe that we have to start there first right how can we love another person if we don't know how to love ourselves if we don't know how to love ourselves it's impossible for us to give to anyone because our own tank is going to be empty and I kind of like to think about it like in the sense well if you have a car the car runs out of petrol you fill it back up again with us as humans when we kind of run out of love we run out to seek to find someone to sit in the gap but what about if we just filled ourselves? Up? We don't need to buy, like when the car runs out of petrol, you don't go and buy a new car, you fill it up. When we run out of love, why don't we just fill ourselves up instead of trying to find someone to fix us or, you know, fill us up from an external perspective? Because you have so much more joy in your any relationships, romantic and otherwise, if you are full first of all. But I think that there is a journey around learning how to love, how to love yourself and how to love others. And um, one thing, like I say, I'm so excited about this subject. I absolutely adore love. I've always been kind of so perplexed by it in the past. And after my year of learning to love, I have just discovered so many different things about it. And I actually have, um, I'm working with the meditation app Insight Timer and I actually have a love Course coming out. It's called Learning to Love. It's coming out on the 14th of uh, February for Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness. And it's, yeah, it's a very different course because it's not just about how to attract your soulmate. I am not sure that that necessarily works. I've tried some of those courses. I don't really find any kind of joy with them. But I think learning how to love and starting with that, starting with the question of what is love and how do I receive love and how might other people receive love and these kinds of things is the way I think that we can actually get onto the path of good self love and good self love practices and also learning to love others as well.
0: That is beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that. And obviously, like I said, this is a topic that I could literally talk about forever, but we are nearing (laughs) the end of the show, unfortunately. And I do have one more question for you that I ask all of my guests. And it's, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable?
1: Oh my gosh so I've listened to your podcast before so I know that this is a question that you always ask and I love it because I think the term unbreakable is just I don't know it's it's an amazing it's an amazing term so what does it mean to me to be an unbreakable you well I think it's about uh about three years ago, I would have said it's about learning to find your power and stand in that. But now I would say it's about learning how to love and um, sharing that with others.
0: Thank you so much. Can you please share where we can find you? Because I know everyone is going to want to learn more from you. Grab your books and just connect with you on social media.
1: Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm Fab's Thoughts. So that's F A B S T H O U G. Um, so you can find me there and then you can find me on my website as well www.fabsthoughts.com on my website you can um, get my book 28 the age of power which is my first book and you can also sign up to find out about when my second book gets released which will be called 30 the age of love where I talk about my journey to love and as I mentioned on the meditation app insight timer i also have a learning to love course coming out on valentine's day
0: perfect i thank you so much for joining me today i had a blast with you sweetheart
1: oh me too i love speaking to you